0: Two, one, and we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Jonathan Cogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. Got breaking news: the podcast yesterday that was simply playing the video on behalf of Project Veritas from James O'Keefe who totally exploited unbelievable reporting about what Pfizer's own employees said. I played that video on yesterday's podcast. It's going wild on Twitter, by the way, at KOGZ, going nuts. Most viewed podcast on Twitter yet, by far. But I played it on YouTube, and guess what? They censored it. It was taken down and given a strike on the channel. I have put it under review. I am arguing and saying, hey, I just played their video that is up on YouTube. Like, what's the deal here? That's not fair. So simply sharing truthful information on behalf of another channel to help Project Veritas get more followers, to help James O'Keefe, to help spread the truth to my audience, to us, to you. They censored it. So today, this podcast is not streaming on YouTube. So there is no commingling of words, or not the right word, but no, you know, sugarcoating anything. This is just straight. Truth, no self censorship, none of that garbage. Even though we don't really do it, but no using like different words so like the AI algorithm won't pick it up. We're just talking, we're just talking sh- straight truth bombs. So what does this podcast do? I bring you the news, current events, the information that's being censored that you need to know. Whether it's coming from perhaps mainstream outlets, although rare, but most likely from top creators that are telling the truth and fighting for you on these battlefields in fifth gener- fifth generation warfare. One of those people doing a great job right now is Kim Iverson, it's the Kim Iverson show. You could check it out on rumble, go subscribe. Although it's weird. If anyone on rumble is watching this, it's very difficult to, f- if you type in Kim Iverson in rumble search or the Kim Iverson show, her channel doesn't come up like you can't find it. So might want to look into that. But this is from her. This is a clip from, uh, this is a couple of weeks so I've been wanting to do this for a while. This is an unbelievable segment she has. So please go check her out. Check her out on YouTube, Kim Iverson. She, she was on the Hill before she left because she wanted to interview Fauci. And Fauci's team said, no, we won't let her interview because she asks, ready for this? Questions. She's a journalist. And when you're a journalist, you're supposed to ask questions. But they don't do that elsewhere. Anyways, moving on. Shocking. FOIA documents reveal that the COVID pandemic was a secret DOD operation dating back to the Obama administration. And FOIA is Freedom of Information Act, which the government works on behalf of us, the people, which we uh, somehow have forgotten. I don't know why. And um, this is an unbelievable segment. I'm going to play parts of it. We're going to break it down. I've been wanting to do this for a while. This is really good. Again, check out Kim Iverson. Very, very good stuff. Let's get into this. This is, this is is This is unbelievable. Here we go.
1: Next guest is a former pharmaceutical executive of 25 years who's been investigating the role of the Department of Defense into the COVID-19 pandemic. In documents recently obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, she asserts that the DOD controlled the COVID-19 program from the start and that information provided to the public was a cover-up. Sasha Ladipova, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Uh, Hi, Kim. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so what we've all been told about the Department of Defense's role in the pandemic was that the department helped distribute supplies and equipment to frontline healthcare workers. We saw them deploy hospital ships to certain parts of the country. We also know that fund the research and development of vaccines through Operation Warp Speed. But you say through reading through all these hundreds of documents, combing through them and actually analyzing them, that there's way more to this story. You even say actually in your Substack piece that, quote, It wasn't just logistics or even just lots of funding and certainly nobody was combating disease. So can you explain to us, um, what, where did these documents come from? What did you, when you started combing through them as someone who's been in the industry for a really long time, understanding way more than most of us lay people about this, what did you discover from these documents? So before
0: I go further, I do want to put a disclaimer on this. Um, I would say and I'd fully believe that most people in the intelligence community, just like most people in the FBI, are good, are on team human, are pro-human, are in te- incredible people. And that's the shame in all this is that I feel like and it seems like the people that are corrupt are this handful, like not that many, but they, they're at the very top right now and they're in control. And so everybody else who's mid-level, low-level, sure, there's probably bad people, but I bet you 96% of them are good people and this just gives them a bad rep. Okay. There are people in the intelligence community that are great people. In fact, the vast majority of them. And it's a, it's a real shame that this is happening. I do have to say that. And let's see if they get into how they use the word countermeasures. I forget, but let's, uh, let's go back into it. I do want to put that disclaimer on there.
2: Right. So so the documents were obtained through FOIA by a, a non-profit, and they're, they're posted online. I've referred to the links in my sub-stack. Also, I obtained some additional documents through Securities and Exchange Commission, shareholder disclosures for BioNTech and Pfizer and other companies. And uh, so the review of all of that uh, led me to – and I also had some uh, uh, disclosed PowerPoint presentations from Operation Warp Speed, BARDA, and they were available from public meetings, and in so, people just send me the collections of their documents. So all of that together points to, uh, first of all, the the, uh, the government, our U.S. government, uh, when they announced the global, when WHO announced the so-called global pandemic, based on 40 cases worldwide out of 8 billion people, which is ridiculous. It's not any data, uh, and but they decided it's the global pandemic. Then our government uh, treated it as if it, it was an act of war uh, by their actions, not by their words. What they told to the public, they said it was a health event, What they indeed uh, created. They uh, put uh, National Security Council in in charge of COVID policy response, and National Security Council doesn't have any health representatives on it, only defense and intelligence. And then um, they uh, the the the, the uh, acts that were invoked to fund the, the what they call countermeasures. Uh, it's uh, primarily Defense Production Act of 1950 and a variety of different appropriations, but they all went through billions and billions of dollars went through the department of defense BARDA then to their uh, manager which is advanced technologies international uh, it's a manager for the DOD who specializes in contracts which are other transaction authorities so these contracts that were released um, and there are about 400 of them uh, they are all OTA other transaction authority yeah, exactly. So it, it even states it here. Uh, other transaction authority and the scope of work is typically described as, uh, like here, I'm highlighting it, uh, large-scale vaccine manufacturing demonstration. Or they sometimes take say, say prototype, uh, but uh, it, it's, it's basically countermeasure, prototype, large-scale manufacturing demonstration. And that's how they contracted for these things with billions and billions of dollars. So this is Pfizer. You're showing here, and uh, their contract was uh, initially two billion. States here, but then it was uh, actually in different options, uh, ten billion. So mm-hmm. gigantic amounts of money uh, is going to buy us a demonstration, and demonstration by definition is fake. Okay.
0: So, so that- uh, before I go on, so they they you got to understand the terminology. They use countermeasures. Countermeasures is so the, the government treated it as if we are in an act of war. All right. And so that's, everything then goes to, we're in war mode, Department of Defense. And so the quote unquote vaccines are actually referred to as by the government as countermeasures. So when you hear countermeasures, that is vaccines. As we know, these aren't vaccines. Okay. They're gene therapies. That's well known now. That's not even argued. Although we were conspiracy theorists in this podcast for a long time for saying they're not vaccines, but uh, they're, they're gene therapies. Uh, they, they don't pre- prevent transmit and Bill Gates just came out with a video. Uh, they, they, they don't prevent transmission. They don't prevent anything. They don't have duration and basically saying everything that we knew and we're saying and we're, you know, kicked off pu- uh, social media platforms for the past three years. But yet Bill Gates says it. And now it's OK to say. So countermeasures is what they use for the word. What we refer to in the general public for now is vaccines for the COVID vaccine specifically. OK, we're not talking about anything else. This is all due, due all with COVID. Okay. And so with countermeasures, you don't need FDA approval. You don't need certain guidelines like you do with other medications. So this was never approved by the FDA. Okay. And that we can get into, which I have on the other uh, podcast episodes, which is the vials actually were never produced in the United States, which means they can't be mandated. They were made in a production facility in France, a lot of them. Uh, and it says, uh, uh what, what is it? Cormidity or, um, uh, I forget the word. Corminity was the the vaccine on the vaccine label, which means it didn't, it wasn't created in the United States. And therefore you can't mandate on that military. This whole thing's crazy, but let me get back into it. Don't mean to, you know, interrupt too much.
2: That's how they contracted.
1: Okay. So this brings this, so that was a lot of information. So the, the <laughs> first thing that I heard was that they treated this like warfare. So, mm-hmm. They were not treating this as, oh, this was just, you know, a health event that happens. Like we see other sorts of health events or, you know, um, maybe not pandemics, but other sort of, you know, epidemics like influenza disease that maybe is Mm -hmm. a little bit more virulent than normal. And they don't treat it like this is what you're saying. This was treated differently than like bird flu.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it was uh, the, the, the structure, the organizational structure of it made no sense if you think of it as a health event, but makes a lot of sense if you think of it as war. So National Security Council, which is uh, advisory to the president of the United States on foreign policy consists of primary and intelligence heads, uh, no health representatives. And uh, and then the, the Operation Warp Speed was headed by the Department of Defense. So also in the internal PowerPoints that were declassified and released, it's clearly stated. The org chart is drawn, and at the top of the org chart, chief operating officer is the Department of Defense. So it's not just they're distributing the vaccine; they actually are uh, in charge of all of it: it the design of the clinical trials, uh, supplies, manufacturing, production. They have established manufacturing base. That's so manif- Whitney
0: Webb talks about this about how this was all created. Like the, 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 the Pfizer and Moderna, they're all just distribution. Well, Moderna is really connected to the government. They're very, you know, it was funded by the government. The patents are owned by Moderna and the NIH uh, for a lot of the mRNA technology. But um, uh, what I want to say was is that they were basically just an extension uh, to produce this at scale because they already had the infrastructure and the factories and all that stuff to produce this stuff. But it was created by BARDA and it was created by the biological defense, uh, you know, warfare team. This all went through the Department of Defense is what these, uh you know, vaccines went through or these countermeasures went through. And Pfizer and Moderna, particularly Pfizer, was just an extension of that to mass produce it and get it out to everybody they can in the world. So that's widely known, by the way, not disputed anymore. And Whitney Webb talks a lot about this, about how these were created and formulated by people in uh, part of uh, the biological defense or people also refer to them as the deep state or one of the deep state groups, right? Right.
2: Manufacturing this, and it's not just Pfizer. It's, it's uh, hundreds of companies, uh, and then uh, they have, you know, the clinical trial design, the safety monitoring, the reporting, data security, uh, legislative affairs, legal, the Office of General Counsel, which is Department of Justice. Uh, so this is basically, uh, you know, people make a mistake thinking that this is uh, Pfizer uh, as a pharmaceutical corporation operating as a private commercial business. That's not true. What, what is happening here is uh, the, the pharmaceutic, pharmaceutical corporations, uh, plural, uh, including Pfizer, have been folded into the government uh, security complex uh, through invoking of Defense Production Act. So the government fused with these companies, extended mm-hmm. their liability coverage, and sovereign immunity, right. and told them to, to, to follow the orders, You will get a ton of money. Don't ask any questions. Just do it.
1: Okay. So first of all, you know, so many of us were silenced and censored for even exploring the idea that this virus came from a lab, right? Uh, That was considered absolute conspiracy theory. But in reality, what you're saying is that when you come It was also
0: considered racist somehow. (laughs) Don't forget that
1: these documents, the the government, our own government was treating it that way. They were treating it like this came from a lab, this is an act of warfare, and now we have to hunker down and do countermeasures to this warfare that has been taken upon us. So right then and there, the idea that, you know, that, that the lab leak was a conspiracy theory uh, just shows that the... I mean, that... The, the fact that they censored and silenced so many people who even explored that option, and yet behind the scenes they were doing this, I mean, that's really outrageous. Secondly, then the question is, well, then what did they know? What did they mm-hmm. know that we didn't know? Because they did behave so oddly, and that is something that I think many of us that believed, this looks like this came from a lab and they know something we don't, that this is not true out in, in uh, you know, just kind of naturally occurred because suddenly, you know, we watched country after country after country shut down. Like, as Mm -hmm. if those leaders were told something. Like, Mm -hmm. you better lock everybody down because we don't know what this thing is. and We don't know what this thing's going to do. So, you know, right there, there was just so much that was suspicious, so much that was just odd. And now we've got this evidence, essentially, from these documents that they also were operating in that same way. So that is, I think, big um, news. I mean, many of us really suspected this, but it's really pretty much laid out there now in these documents. The second thing, is you're saying, is that so they brought in all these pharmaceutical companies and they said, listen, um, you're now working for us. You're, we're, we're now we're now in charge mm-hmm. as the Department of Defense. You're going to do what we ask you to do, but you're going to make a bunch of money from it and you're going to get complete immunity. That is something many of us had had a big problem with. Right. They don't have mm-hmm. any there's no repercussions for people that had vaccine injuries or died uh, from mm-hmm. these vaccines. So you're saying that they did that. And they, because they knew, I mean, what, what would have, why would they have done that? I, or, cause you make some claim that, that these were just fake, that this was a faked, the whole thing was fake. So what would be, what is that about? Explain that a little bit more. Well,
0: you can go look up event 201, not that it's fake there, you know, the pandemic, but event 201 was a practice of exactly what just happened. The fact that people didn't even look into event 201 until recently is crazy. It's even on YouTube. They're putting it in your face. By the way, I want to plug. Subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan Show podcast if you're watching this. Appreciate you.
2: Well, so so what was faked, uh, in my opinion, and actually, you know, based on these co- contracts and how they're written, is the uh, representation to the public that first of all, these are vaccines, and they're not vaccines; they're countermeasures. And you can see clearly in the contracts it states that, uh, that that uh, the FDA is regulating them. That's not true. Uh, that's that's the biggest lie. FDA has no regulatory authorities over countermeasures. And in fact, uh, they all cited that that piece of law, including the FDA, so they all knew what they were doing. The piece of law that says that use of emergency use authorized countermeasures under public health emergency does not constitute clinical investigation. And so the, the regulations need not apply. And and so, so that's, that's the piece that they all citing and including FDA. So they're in full knowledge what they're doing and they're, the FDA is impersonating regulators to the public. To to convince everyone and fool everyone into believing that these are actually really pharmaceuticals, that they are really manufactured to good manufacturing practices, that really they were uh, uh, you know rigorous clinical trials instead of the c- c- huge amount of fraud and manipulation of data that they did on behalf of these manufacturers. And
0: it worked. And it worked. We were duped. Listen, I admit, we were duped. We were duped. It's cool. It's fine. I mean, it's not cool but it's okay. We need to admit it and move forward and do things and set new systems in place. So it doesn't happen again. That is what we need to do. Okay. That's the most important thing. Now understand we've been duped, come to terms with it. Okay. Absorb it, smell it, eat it, whatever. Be like, okay, that sucks. Wow. I was duped pretty badly. All right, let's move on and fix the system. That's where people need to be at right now. And a lot of people, I would say it seems like the majority of people are almost there.
1: So that's the oh biggest one. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. So this all makes a lot more sense now that we see this because the FDA, there was this, you, you know, why would they approve these medication or these, whatever they are, right? You know, you want to call, them, I don't call them vaccines. I don't believe vaccines by the definition of what I always mm-hmm. thought a vaccine was growing up. Um, so these shots, I mean, they, they, it, it did feel like just kind of sham hearings, like it didn't matter what anybody said. I mean, we had two of the highest people of the FDA that were in the vaccine, uh, that were vaccine regulators resign because they were like, mm-hmm. this is just uh foolery essentially. And mm-hmm. now we have this in these documents showing that it didn't matter if the FDA thought they were safe or not. They needed to just put up the charade, is what you're saying, to make yeah. to bring that confidence to the American people. Because there was that, well, as soon as they're FDA
0: approved, I, then they could be mandated. This has nothing to do with it, and it's probably not true. But it doesn't, make you, it doesn't make you think like we're in a simulation of some sort. I mean, this is so bananas. It's unbelievable. Like, it's... It's hard to even comprehend how big this thing was that was just pulled over our eyes, like just massive corruption and just massive trickery and foolery, and we were duped. Now let's fix it. Let's make a better world, not like Klaus Schwab's world, like the peasant's world to make it better for us.
1: And as soon as they're (laughs) FDA approved, then we're going to give these to our kids, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what the whole narrative was. It was based on that FDA approval. And these documents are saying that that wasn't even necessary. You don't eat, there. So it was all just... Uh, and it was very suspicious. It seemed like there was no pushback whatsoever from the FDA, even when we found all of these problems with the vaccine. It didn't seem yeah, to exactly. matter. Exactly. That explains
2: why for two years, a uh, very premier scientists and uh, advocates and people who, you know, professionals collect I- impeccable data. By the way, this is like the, the best documented with data, a health event in the history of humankind. And there is good data showing huge amounts of injury and death. And Pfizer knew about it. They issued report in February of 2021. So everybody knows. And then the FDA goes and says, oh, they're safe and effective. Don't worry, everybody. Go away, get vaccinated. So this makes no sense whatsoever, except when they're acting. They're play acting. Yeah.
0: I mean, who knows if they know they're a part of it? But they didn't make the. What she's saying is, these people, these regulators that we thought were regulating the FDA, they're not actually making the decisions. You know, maybe they they were fooled that they thought they were making the decisions, but it was going much further than that. It was the DOD, it was Department of Defense. Okay, it was much more powerful people than these scientists in the FDA. But if there's one thing I thought that this world could come together on, especially Americans, is the children, the children just don't touch the children. If adults want to make a decision and it ends up being bad or ends up being, that's an adult decision. Just don't touch the children. Can we please come together for the children? That's all we need to do. And then make a better system for the rest of the world. Very simple. Protect the children because that's why we're here as adults to protect the children.
2: And, And that is how they were hired to do this job. By the way, who claims the regulatory authority over them is BARDA in public presentations. BARDA has claimed that they've uh, approved all the doses of vaccines, all the doses of therapeutics, and that they are regulating the manufacturers and that they are doing something about good manufacturing practices, although there are none, I'm sure. And BARDA is like a funding agency from the government. They're not the regulator of pharmaceuticals in the United States. I would like to see the act of Congress that made them so.
1: Yeah. So BARDA is, just so people know, the biomedical... Advanced Research and Development Authority of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So that's exactly. so they they do handle um, by bi- there they are they handle medical countermeasures against bioterrorism, chemical, biological, mm-hmm. radiological, nuclear threats. So mm-hmm. that's that organization.
2: But they're not regulating pharmaceuticals in the interstate commerce, do they? No. By the
0: way, I saw I think it was yesterday, two days ago on Twitter hashtag Bill Gates is a bioterrorist trending. That's probably not good for his brand. But just want to throw that in there. So why are
1: we being lied that FDA is regulating these things? Right. Yeah, and in what looked like very much charade meetings, uh, they were all gonna vote for it anyway, and it didn't even matter, and there was even a time when they even said, well, it doesn't even matter what the FDA does. Like, Mm -hmm. we're rolling these out anyway. It was just whether or not they could be mandated once the FDA approved them with absolutely no data, oftentimes, or even data that was counter to what you should want to I mean I, I I watched these FDA meetings myself some 8 hours long right and I, there was one even in particular where doctor after doctor after doctor almost all of them actually brought up the myocarditis for young people and they said this is a this is a problem aren't we concerned about this and in the end they all still voted to approve it it was the most ridiculous thing i'd ever seen what what in the exactly. world because it's a charade it was
2: predetermined that they were going to be a
0: Um, By the way, first of all, subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan Show podcast if you're watching this and you're new. But we know that not only is this a charade, the reason why we do this podcast is we believe all of politics is a charade. The whole thing is a charade. Okay. It's all a charade. It's all acting right in front of our eyes. And until we rebuild a different system or do something differently, we are going to be in this clown world forever. Okay. So we need to get together peasants from all sides of this. Sp- it doesn't matter. There's no more Republican. There's no more Democrat. There's no more, no more independent. It is peasants and it's elites. And if the peasants can come together before the elites divide us and conquer, we can do something special. And we need to, because if you haven't noticed, all the public institutions and the global institutions that really run the the, run the world, the WHO, who's trying to get the pandemic treaty passed and all these corrupt institutions... They are not working in our best interest. What else do you need to see? It's crazy. So come together, team peasant, brainstorm, and then put it into action and rebuild the world, baby. That's what we need to do.
2: Uh, we still did not have a single shipment of community in the United States. Mm-hmm. I have data for all the zip codes in the United States. There's not a single batch. All of them are EUA. So everyone was uh, fooled that these are approved. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fake approval because there's no real
1: product available, and everybody's being still injected with EUA. Wow. Um, those are those are a couple of really big revelations, I would say, from these documents. Was there anything else? Well, so uh,
2: I think there was uh, – I wanted to point out that uh, there's, you know, the, the contracts also uh, specifically – so the first in scope, they say, it's a demonstration. Uh, and, and then they, there's a bunch of language in them, kind of fluff language saying, oh, you know, there's going to be clinical trials and FDA approvals and all that. Uh, but then there's a scope, which I think was shown on, on your screen, uh, shortly. And, uh, in the, it says that specifically preclinical clinical trials and, uh, the, uh, chemistry manufacturing controls is out of scope of this pro- project and, and this funding. And the government specifically is not paying for that. So, so what uh, does that mean? That means that this, the, all this clinical trial, again, it's confirmation that it's a sham because it was never ordered by the government. And the government was very
1: explicit saying that we're not even paying for it. Yeah, this one. Yes. So why was so so then a company, if you're already going to get billions of dollars from the government, you already know that this is going to end up being FDA approved that there's Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter about FDA. Um, so you're not even thinking about FDA actually. You already know you're going to get the money from the government. You already know this is going to be rolled out. You already know all of that. So yeah, why would you spend money as a company on clinical trial data? It's
0: almost as good of a business model as the podcast yesterday with the project Veritas video of Pfizer actually manipulating the virus to mutate it in their own lab with their own real live monkeys, which I thought was like animal abuse back in the day, but maybe not. Uh, So they can create the vaccine before they put it out into the ether. So the humans get infected and then boom, they have a vaccine ready. This is the second best model. Have the government and taxpayers pay for everything. And then you come up with a solution and keep all the profits. The second best is create the actual whole problem. And then always have the solution and just milk it forever. That is, listen, as an entrepreneur, I never thought about that. That is a hell of a business model. That is unbelievable. All right, back to it.
1: That would potentially showcase that your product doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And probably, in this, well, in this case, it would show absolutely that the product doesn't work. It right? would it doesn't They,
2: don't, work. they didn't. And, and you have full liability coverage. You have like right, sober you, liability. Right. Why would yes. you ever do? Such a thing. So, of course, all of this describes that they are. They. they it was. It was the, the sham was ordered. So, so there's Brooke Jackson's case, and it was very important. Again, I don't want to discourage people to go go after Pfizer for fraud, go after all of them for fraud because this is very valuable. Because then, in the court of law, Pfizer stated this, invoked this as their defense. Their defense is: we did not defraud the government, Judge. We performed the fraud that government ordered.
0: Let me let me make that in simpler terms. Their defense in the courtroom was that we didn't commit fraud because the government knew, so therefore it's not fraud. That was what they said. They said because the government knew we couldn't have, we didn't defraud them. They knew. They're putting it onto the government. And what are you going to do? Take down the government? Oh, I guess we almost did uh, two years ago. Supposedly. No, come on. Let's be real. That's crazy. That was their defense because they knew. It's sick.
2: We, right. we need to make them say it in court,
1: right. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they probably eventually will. You know, I, I think it'll probably get to that because what we now know is that these products, even if they were hopeful that they worked in the beginning, um, we now know that they don't work that way. And the narrative has had to change. You know, they've had to change their tune of what they're saying from, oh yeah, you won't get the disease to, well, okay, you won't get severe disease or or, they, or they, you won't die. And then they're like, well, okay, you know, uh, and you need to have five shots. Have. And- you
0: <laughs> yeah. know that meme where it says, it's got Tadros, and then it says like every month and it's like 100% immunity, 95. Then it's, uh, you know, you can spread it, but you won't die. And then the very last one, December, the last month, which is where we're getting, it's, it's like, you'll die, but you'll go to heaven. <laughs> that's the, that, that's a hilarious meme if you haven't seen it. And I feel like that's what we're getting to. That's what she's talking about.
1: It just keeps going and going and going. So at some point, you know, the public is just going to stop taking them. And we've even now seen that the mm-hmm. uptake even of the bivalent vaccine has been very low. It's like 14, mm-hmm. 15, 16%. Yeah. Like hardly anybody's taken this thing. So mm-hmm. as they as they go down that path and they see that their product is just not popular because people think, why, why take it? Um, Mm -hmm. they're going to have to start answering, especially then for the injuries. And then you're Mm -hmm. right. I bet you, I bet you they will get into court and they will say it wasn't us. I mean, we were just doing what the government told us to do. So I do think eventually they will get on record for that because otherwise their companies are toast. I mean, otherwise people just lose faith in those companies entirely. So the only Mm -hmm. defense they have is, well, we were just doing what the government told us to do. Exactly. And, and and so,
2: but, but the prosecute. so Pfizer definitely needs to be prosecuted for fraud, but also the government, the, the frameworks that they put in place, the frameworks that they're utilizing, the Congress that has been asleep and passed all these things in the middle of the night in a thousand page, uh, uh, you know, acts that nobody ever read. That's how we end up with this nonsense. Yeah. We, we, you know, so they need to act, the Congress needs to be educated about this.
1: And you're right. They just get these big, huge packets and they don't even read. They pass the bills. They, they go to the floor. They, they cast their votes and they didn't even have time to read these things. Um, it is mm-hmm. a sham, complete sham. So, uh, I mean, you know, thank you so much for your journalism and research on this. Um, you know, these are the types of things. There's so many documents that were released, you know, with the even the Pfizer document drops. And these other, uh, you know, Freedom of Information Act requests that have been made, a lot of documents. And it's just, you know, we do need more people like yourself who have the expertise, who've been in the industry, who can comb through these documents and then just explain what's in them for us. Because most of us don't have the time or even if we look at those documents, we don't know what the heck we're looking at. You know, we don't understand them. So, I mean, it's yeah. really appreciative that you're doing this work for, for those of us so we can see what the truth is. So thank mm-hmm. you Sasha.
2: Yeah, yeah no it, uh, it's 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 my pleasure and I have a lot of people who are working together. It's not just me being so smart. I I rely on uh, hundreds of experts and uh colleagues to to help me.
0: Yeah that's amazing. Just like uh, just like Dr. Naomi Wolf is doing with her team at dailycloud.io, a lot of experts, 2,500 of them, working, combing through the Pfizer documents, showing about how the increase in miscarriages and fertility rates just plummeting all across the West. And it's really sad. It's crazy. And nobody's talking about it. And people who are talking about it, like when I went through the Pfizer docs, I think back last June, like last June, the the video was taken down. It was censored. Okay. So people have been trying to get this information out there. We've been trying to get it to you. And for those of you that have been keeping up with what's going on with the side, like you're in two worlds. Now there's people on the side of truth and the people on the side of fiction, you get to choose which side you're on. And once you see the truth, I don't know how you go back to the fiction or the non-truth part because it's so crazy. Okay. It's so crazy. All right. If you're watching, subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan Show podcast. I'd really appreciate it. We got juicy stuff. Go look at the backlog. We're on the right side of history. Please go look at the previous episodes. A lot of great stuff. Good guests. Um, just just incredible stuff. Um, if you're on Rumble, subscribe to the channel. Please like it so it goes... Around the algorithm, YouTube, we are currently banned for sharing the Project Veritas Pfizer video from yesterday. And FYI, they're releasing another video today of James O'Keefe confronting that Pfizer employee. And James said it is unbelievable and it is one for the ages. So keep your eyes out for the Project Veritas uh, Twitter account, uh, James O'Keefe. And that should be released this afternoon if it's not released right now. Uh, In fact, since we're live, and by the way, at KOGZ is my Twitter, the the covering Project Veritas, doing the live podcast yesterday, covering that Pfizer uh, employee who says that they want to mutate the viruses and then always have vaccines, that has gone bananas. Very successful video. The most successful John the Kogan Show podcast video on Twitter right now, for sure. There's no question about it. So thank you if you watch it there. Over a 100,000 views. like It's just crazy. So I'm going to look up real quick James O'Keefe to see if he released it because uh, James O'Keefe So if he did, we're going to play it right now and you're going to see it in real time. So let's see. Oh my God. Let's see what happened. Oh, okay. So um, directed evolution is what the trend trend was, but I'm going to just go to my uh, page here. By the way, got like 150 new followers yesterday, which is amazing. 123,000 views on this baby. Unreal. So James, O'Keefe, See if he has it up yet. He said it was dropping this afternoon. Let's see if he did it No, but he did do this. And I'll share this last thing with you. This is real. And then we'll move on and we'll call it a day. Check this out. Look at this. Google search results. Okay. Fi- you type into Google, Pfizer Project Veritas, right? And what happens? You get no results. You get, it, it, this is what it says on Google. It looks like the results below are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for reliable sources to publish information. Check the source. Are they trust on this topic? Come back later. Other sources might have information on this topic in a few hours or days. They're rigging the system. They're censoring it for you in real time. Okay. They are censoring these results. They're cleaning the web. Literally. That's how crazy this is. This is crazy. They think you're an idiot. They think you're seriously stupid, but you're not stupid. Hence why you watch the Jonathan Cogan show or listen to the Jonathan Cogan show because you're hungry for the truth. The people are truly hungry for the truth. I believe that in my soul of hearts of souls, whatever, okay, however deep it goes in the human genome, okay, without being changed by mRNA, just saying, uh, people are hungry for the truth and people know something's not right. People have known for a while something's not right, but now the peasants all across the world know something's not right and they're looking into it themselves. And back in the day, when I was growing up, used to do this thing called do your own research. Now it's frowned upon as being a conspiracy theorist, but I suggest that we all come from an angle of being conspiracy theorists and we all question people in positions of authority and power and we hold them accountable, which is why a free and fair, free and fair, free and fair press is so important. Because the powers that be, the most powerful corporations, the most powerful individuals in the world need, must be held accountable. Because if not, every time in history they have not been checked, guess what happens? Tyranny happens, okay? And I'm not about that life. We are a pro-human, pro-freedom podcast forever and always. Done, period, end of story. Can't be bought by Pfizer. Can't be bought by any of them, Okay. And we need to uphold it by keeping those in check. So ask questions, retweet the videos of like project Veritas and other great uh, podcasts and people telling the truth, go to Kim Iverson's channel and subscribe, subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan show, but that's biased. You don't have to do that one and just do follow the truth. And you know, the truth in your soul, you know, it, you know, when people are lying to you, you're not an idiot. Okay. And we're going to make it through this peasants come together, put your political differences aside, put all your differences aside, Right now, at this point in time, we all happen to be on the same team. That's it, okay? So come together. I don't care if we agree on anything, but we agree on one thing. The peasants need to be free, and the peasants need to thrive into the next era, okay? And we will not be defeated in fifth-generation warfare, period. End of story. Thank you for everyone watching on Rumble. Please subscribe. Hit the like button. Follow on Twitter, at KOGZ. Go to your podcast player at, not at, the Jonathan Cogan Show. It's also in the description of the channel. Um, please subscribe. Thank you for watching. I'll be back with you tomorrow, every single day. We will not miss a day. You got my word. All right, bye.